Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 14th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, and to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. You know, sometimes people get tired of me briefing you on who we are and what we do. And, you know, a lot of the listeners say, you know what, I already know all that, Sam. I've heard it a thousand times. You're right. But you know what? There's new listeners all the time. And oftentimes we forget. Oftentimes, my fellow Americans, we forget the keys to the kingdom. What do I mean by that? Look. You don't need to create a new mousetrap. You don't need to rewrite the Constitution. You don't need to spend your time trying to change the Constitution. I'm telling you, in that, you make a grave. I'm going to say it again. You make a grave error. I know you're trying to help. I know the Constitution is not perfect, but you think you can improve it, and you're just wrong. Okay? you got to have morality in the people. you got to have religion in the people. The two great supports, according to George Washington. And if you don't have those, it doesn't matter what you do. God can release a new commandment tomorrow. And unless people have God they're looking to for guidance, it won't make a heck of a bit of a difference. Because the people don't care. Because the people's minds and hearts are not prepared to follow God Almighty, the author of our liberty. So I want you to understand, folks, I'm telling you now, and I'll tell it to you a million times, if there's one message that I can get across, it would be to testify that Jesus Christ lives, and he is the author of your salvation. And he's also the author of your liberty. And if we don't obey those Ten Commandments that he's given us, and if we don't use the Ten Amendments we've already got, what makes you think another amendment's going to help? What makes you think another commandment from God brought forth is going to help? Unless the people take this seriously, and unless they turn to the right sources for salvation and the preservation of liberty, they will lose both. Welcome to the broadcast. I am Sam Bushman, and this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. And joining me now, my dear friend, Dr. Scott N. Bradley. He's written a collegiate series and authored a collegiate series. It's videos and a book series called To Preserve the Nation, because that's what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. We need to go back to what worked, not try to find some other untested, unproven, untried plan and blame it on the solutions. That isn't the answer. That's a deception straight from the pit of hell. Return to the principles that made America great and you will have success. Any other plan is absolute poppycock and doomed to failure. Freedomsrisingsun.com is the good doctor's website. He has webinars weekly, Q&As on the Constitution, his collegiate series, and a whole lot more on freedomsrisingsun.com. Doctor, welcome back, sir. 
Sam, and I, I guess I would have to just say amen and amen, brother, to everything that you have said thus far, our, our uh, hearts being turned to God and uh, those great pillars, religion, morality, the idea that, uh, that there's, we've got to change the Constitution because we're no longer following it, it's absolutely absurd. You know, we can go back to, uh, I mean, we have a track, we have a path, it's been successful, it led us to be the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, most prosperous, most respected na nation on earth, and we've turned our back on that. And uh, it's interesting to me, those that wish to change the Constitution uh, say, well, that's what the Founding Fathers wanted a fifth article for. I say, no, let's no, go back. Oh, that's read. not right. <clears throat> well, here's what George Washington said in his farewell address. If, in the opinion of the people, the distribution or modification of the constitutional powers be in any particular wrong, let it be corrected by an amendment, okay? Now, the way the Constitution designates, okay? So here's the deal. All of these things that they say are wrong, not a one of them can be attributed to the Constitution being wrong. It's the fact that they've forgotten the sixth article of the Constitution, their oath to uphold and abide by the Constitution itself. Plain English words, we can know what they meant, we can observe what the founders said and did, and th th we got to reapply the sixth article and not change it because when I talk to these people, say, oh, well, look at our debt. Well, why do we have a debt? Well, the Constitution, well, no. The Constitution says you can spend money for these things. It doesn't open the door for any other spending. And so in well, a, we go to war. a list of those things, and it's furthermore documents of what the payment for those would be. Constitutional currency, which chained down their ability to create money out of thin air and prevented that. So if you have constitutional yeah, currency and you have a list of what you can spend money on, how can the Constitution chain you down more? If you obey it, it works. If you were jettisoning it, turn your back on it. It's your own fault. Again, well, our Constitution and our proper role of self-government was based on this idea that it was a religion of moral people. It's wholly inadequate for any other. Go ahead, sir. Well, and in that same that same little paragraph, it's in the same third or fourth of the paragraph, uh, Washington said, "Let there be no change by usurpation." For though this in one instance may be the instrument for of good, it is the customary weapon by which free governments are destroyed. And so what's happening, you say, oh, well, we, we go to war. We shouldn't. The Constitution says, Article 1, Section 811, they say, well, uh, the, the feds are taking the power of the states. No. Uh, read the Ninth and Tenth Amendments. I mean, every single thing can be addressed by an existing constitutional phraseology and not a one of the things that we're finding frustration with can be attributed to the Constitution itself being wrong. It's the, the people that we're allowing to usurp the power that are wrong. And so the, the solution is not to change it. The solution is to go back to it. And so I, I, so many times we get in discussions. Uh, we, we go before legislate, legislatures that have got some kind of resolution before them saying they want to to uh, sign up for uh, an Article 5 convention or Convention of the States or a Constitution Convention. or they, they use a bunch of different names, but Black's Law Dictionary says anytime you have a, a gathering that can change the Constitution, it's a Constitution Convention. And there or are no eat nuances. the Constitution altogether if they chose to do that. 
Well, absolutely. I've I've got uh, copies of constitutions that are out there, proposed constitutions, I guess I should say, that uh, some people you know and respect have written that want to replace our constitution altogether with. And and I, I look at them and I read them and I go, oh, my goodness, look what they're doing here. And it's just absurd what's happening. I mean, creating oligarchies and all sorts of things without the appropriate checks and balances. And I'll say, oh, I know what they're trying to do here because they perceive this to be a problem. Oh, my goodness, look how they're sol solving it. Not a single well, and, solitary and the, and the point, Dr. Bradley, is they may be pointing to legitimate problems. Where they fail is when they think they have a better solution than is already in place. And they think somehow they can force the people to a different answer. Uh, yeah, let's just make this stronger. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's. But all they're doing is trying to add force to what's generally written now where we could um, support or carry out by choice. But when you really study what's being proposed in place of, oftentimes an element of force. For example, the founding fathers wisely said, hey, you've got a number of terms that you can serve uh, or in certain cases you don't. And they've left it pretty much, hey, the people can decide whether you continue or not, so to speak, via elections. Okay, there's a blend here. There's a balance of power with checks. And, and, and what they want to do is say, let's say we force term limits on everyone. See, it's a force plan to say, oh, we've got to force this. Look, if the people elect wrong people, we're going to get the wrong answers. But leave it to the people to have agency and choice rather than force. And every time I look at somebody else's plan, there's an element of force to it, doctor. Well, here's here's the deal. Let's just take your term limits that you just brought up. The first original constitution in the United States, the Articles of Confederation, had term limits. The founding yes. fathers had that constitution in front of them when they wrote the new one. They did and not they include said no. term limits. And the reason for that is they'd experienced it. It had been a bad experience. And what they and, and here's just the fact that they the people were not able to choose who their their natural chosen leaders were. Here's the other side of it. There's always, 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 look at the rate most recent election, another socialist waiting in the wings to be brought in if someone else will term limit it out. Think about term limiting James Madison out. What idiot would do that? But the fact of the matter is that's what they're seeking to do. The founding fathers had looked at it. They had experienced it. They knew it. They knew it was a failure. That's one of the big things they're trying to do is term limit. But there's always a socialist waiting in the wings to come in. There's never a, a totally pure, I mean, and, and the people. There's the people always an element of force that relates as well that I see every single time. Force this to happen. Force that to happen. Make this to be the case. Make that to be the case. And every time you find that it has unintended consequences that are worse than the ill in the first place. Well, it's as George Washington said, it's the it's the way that free governments are destroyed. And, and that's where we're going on this. It's just a disaster, Faye. <laughs> Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman and Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. We shall continue in mere seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman and the good doctor, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com's website, his collegiate series to preserve the nation. When I think of a doctor, I often think of the creed, first, do no harm. We need to think about that in relation to the Constitution, doctor. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting to me, Sam, that uh, to my knowledge, and I'm, I try and pay attention to these things, but I may have overlooked something, but to my knowledge... The only constitution we've helped a country write in the 21st century was the Iraqi constitution. I know we've talked about this before, but maybe some of your listeners have not really deeply thought about this. Um, uh, When the Iraqi constitution came out after the fall of Saddam Hussein, um, uh, uh, we helped them put together a constitution, and then we democratically ratified it. I mean, all of these things were violations of the way uh, you know, ours came about, but nevertheless, I got two copies of it, two different translations, and carefully reviewed them and compared them to head to head. Again, translations have different, you know, phraseologies that sometimes come into them. I was absolutely shocked and chagrined to find that the the Iraqi Constitution that we helped put together is truly, its only descriptor could be a Soviet-style constitution. There's no second amendment. And ladies and gentlemen, let me stop you, Dr. Bradley. Ladies and gentlemen, if we open things up to a con-con and or if we try to start changing our Constitution, that's the only direction it will go. You say, oh, no, Sam, there's good people that have great ideas. And what you don't understand is if you were to get in one or two of your great ideas, you're going to get 50 that are horrible. 
And that's even if you get in your one or two, I doubt that as well. But it's the likes of the immorality of the people and the lack of religion in the people um, and those who would turn their back on God as they forge their own supposedly better path. Those are the ones at home to make these changes, folks. You can see it in other efforts we've already put forward. It would be disaster, Doctor, and this is proof of the point. Well, it absolutely is, and and, uh, the Iraqi people are much worse off because of it. And the fact of the matter is, I mean, well, you've talked about the two pillars that George Washington spoke about, religion and morality. Uh, John Adams, a great Christian fellow that wrote the, um, the Massachusetts Constitution, that somehow they found this power within there to say same-sex people ought to be married. First state that did it by executive order, Mitt Romney, when he was governor. But but the fact is, uh, John Adams said that the Constitution was only adequate for... And by the way, when that was done, no regard for God's laws, Dr. None Bradley. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. And, and honestly, uh, uh, Adams said the Constitution was only adequate for a religious and a moral people. And that's a discussion my wife and I have very often. Uh, because we ha- our religiosity in this nation, at least our publicly, in you know, uh, sh- highlighted, I guess I should put it, our religiosity is diminishing, and there probably is a great deal of diminishment even in the ranks of the rank and file of the nation. Because, well, you see it in the latest election results. Not that I'm for the Republicans, uh, but you see though they really voted for socialist principles. They voted for uh, more drug use. They voted for more immoral laws on the books about transgender uh, and that you have a right to gender-affirming surgeries and this and that, and parents shouldn't be able to stop their children from this. And we go on and on and on. And every move I see, uh, for the most part, is towards immorality, towards turning our backs on God, towards death as opposed to life. You know, we had the road decision, which is wonderful. It's a great start, but you know what? Now all the states, you're, turning, you're dividing the states on a red and blue line, um, but yet, you know, you see more and more and more defense of death in the states. This battle hasn't stopped. You see abortion pills being shipped all over the country now. The greatest way to commit abortions now is through abortion pills or chemical abortions and things like this. All they're doing is moving forward with this agenda. Uh, and, you, and the latest elections are just double-down proof that we're leaving the religious and the moral stable zone, doctor. And when you turn your back on that, all the gloves are off. The Lord's uh, retributions will happen. Uh, the people will destroy themselves for lack of knowledge. I mean, it just goes on and on of the repercussions we're about to see happen. I don't mean to be uh, acting as if I'm a prophet, but we've been told over and over and over in the scriptures and from God Almighty that, you know what, you do these things and you know what, you will reap the whirlwind. So I don't mean to be negative on this, but you see this in the population as well, doctor, and in the states. You know, the Savior, when he was on the earth, he taught his apostles about watching the signs of the times. You know, if the tree puts forth the uh, the leaves, you know from that the seasons that you're in. And the signs that we're observing now, if you've got any kind of consistency and a willingness to observe them, is that the signs are, you know, enhanced for the things of the last days coming to be a part of our daily experiences. And so what we find is the Marxist view of divide and conquer, the, the acrimony, the, the conflict that's happening. This just happened election, I think, is, is a prime example of that. The battle lines have been hardened. 
the um, the you know I know it's just two parties that we're talking about here, but uh, the fact of the matter is half the country hates the other half of the country, and, and the two parties, as our founding fathers warned us about, um, the founders warned us this would be the result of the parties, doctor. Absolutely, but but here's the thing. When when uh, let's go back to the Constitution Convention concept, whatever you call it, anybody calls it. It's still a convention; can still change or or modify radically or even replace the Constitution. Um, people that argue about it, oh well, we got more Republican states than we've got Democrat states. Good things will come out of this thing. Listen, folks, we're so close to evenly divided across the state border lines whether you're looking at governors, whether you're looking at how the legislatures are aligned, or how you're looking at, uh, just for example, how um, the Electoral College is, California, with all of its Electoral College votes, New York, with all of its Electoral College votes, Illinois, with all of its Electoral College votes. They are huge numbers, and they basically vote with the socialistic welfare state. By the way, well, and even take even take Utah, Doctor Bradley, one of the most conservative states in the union, supposedly. You got a Republican no, governor. No, I know, don't I know, but, that, but I'm Sam. saying that's been the pitch, right? It is. I, I agree, but that's been the pitch. That's been the claim. That's been the, and that's my point to prove that wrong, right? You're exactly correct. But I'm saying that's what we say. We point to Utah and say, well, look, there's a very conservative state. You got a very conservative governor. You got Republican no, you senators. Don't. <laughs> and, and I look at this and I say, you have got nothing but liars, pretend conservative. Look, um, Mike Lee is far from perfect, but for the most part, he's on the ropes in the state. You've got the Evan McMullins of the big money challenging right there. You've got a very liberal governor. You've got a very liberal senator. These people claim they're Republicans, but it's a wolf in sheep's clothing discussion to say the least, doctor. Well, it's in Utah, and it's like this in a lot of other states. Some states, if you don't have a D behind your name, you can't get elected. Other states, if you don't have an R behind your name, you can't get elected. Utah happens to be one of those R states. But it doesn't mean that what you're bringing forth is soundly founded, principles-based individuals. You, that you is exactly a, my point. Exactly. So it's a bad So when you believe that because we've got these conservative supposed states out there, you will be betrayed, my fellow Americans. You will absolutely be given smoke and mirrors and be betrayed without question. And and you say, oh, well, they're going to have to ratify it with three-quarters of the states. Maybe. But three-quarters of the states have been deceived so many times, whether it's the 14th Amendment, the 16th Amendment, the 17th Amendment, the 18th Amendment. Those, All of those amendments are horrific in terms of uh, they were ratified. They were supposedly ratified by three-quarters of the states. We could have a discussion about why I don't believe they were. Well, the by hook or by crook. They will. They, they said, yep, they're ratified. And, and what do we do once they're declared so? No, uh, or they could replace it completely. They say, oh, three-quarters of the states won't be deceived. No. The first Constitution, the Articles of Confederation, required 100% of the states to ratify a change. They changed that with the new Constitution to nine out of 13 at the time. Pretty high bar, but still not 100%. They knew they weren't going to get 100%. In fact, uh, Rhode Island never even sent anybody to the convention, didn't ratify it. Well, that's well why they do it a slice at a time, because the people don't remember. That's right. But the fact of the matter is they could change the actual wording in a new constitution that says, no, you don't need three-quarters of the states. Everybody needs to go out and dip their finger in blue ink, like they did in Iraq, 
and say, I voted for this democratically. That was not how it was done originally. It was a Republican. Yeah, because that's how, that's how democracies work, Doctor, don't you know? It is, but this has never been a democracy. And in fact, every step of the way that this nation came into existence, it was a Republican format, nothing to do with Republican parties. But it was a representative that stood forth and acted within the limits and bounds of their assignment. And that's how we've always done business. But they could change that with a new constitution. Every Everything step of the way is... we will do will prevent it, ladies and gentlemen, on our watch. We'll do all that we can to remain a constitutional representative republic. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live with Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomdrivingson.com. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Presidents Biden and Xi Jinping of China have met at the G20 summit in Bali, Indonesia Monday. President Biden. To show that China and the United States can manage our differences, prevent competition from becoming anything ever near conflict, and to find ways to work together on urgent global issues that require our mutual cooperation. President Xi Jinping via a translator. Well, since you assumed the presidency, we have maintained communication via video conferences, phone calls, and letters. But none of them can really substitute for face-to-face exchanges. Nevada Senator Catherine Cortez Masto defeated Adam Laxalt and will maintain control of the Senate for the next two years. Democrats will now try to add to their control of the chamber in Georgia's runoff election on December 6th. Turkish police have arrested 46 people over the explosion in central Istanbul that left at least eight people dead and 81 others injured in a shopping area. The interior minister told reporters on Monday that the suspect included the person of interest who left the bomb that caused the explosion in Turkey's largest city. Eight billion humans are living on the planet Earth, a huge milestone officially projected for Tuesday by the United Nations. The U.N. reported people are living longer with generally better access to health care, food, clean water, and sanitation than in past generations. Bessie Hendricks, the oldest living person in the United States, has celebrated her 115th birthday. The Iowa resident spent the special day together with her three children at the care center where she lives. Hendricks was born in 1907, the same year the first electric ball drops in Times Square, New York. USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. 
Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody breaks it down like Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news and efforts to use always on tap when you're listening to your radio. FreedomsRisingSun.com is the website for Dr. Scott Bradley. My website, LibertyRoundTable.com. My nationally syndicated website, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. We're talking about how people just want to always look for a better way, a new mousetrap, a new idea, this or that. Why don't we go back to the tried and true 200-year experiment that was incredibly successful by the founding fathers, some of the greatest minds to ever grace this planet. Inspired by God Almighty, in my humble opinion, to which I'm entitled, putting together the supreme law of our land, the Constitution, incredible checks and balances, incredible ways to balance authority and power and jurisdiction in ways that preserve the nation, ladies and gentlemen, in ways that help us understand how we can chain down levels in all spheres, in all jurisdictions, with the supreme law of the land and your state constitution. Let's not lightly jettison that. Let's never turn our backs on the blood, sweat, and tears, sacred honor, fortunes, and more that went into the production of such a wonderful, sacred document as the supreme law of the land, the constitution for the United States of America. Right before the break, we were mentioning we are not a democracy, never have been, never will be. We are a constitutional representative republic, ladies and gentlemen. And those checks and balances and that representation literally is the key to limiting government. If we are willing and if we are able, parties are a threat to the system. And, Dr. Bradley, that's kind of one thing we see in this latest election as well. The two-party system has really destroyed everything we hold dear, as you mentioned. Uh, In certain states, unless you have the D, the Democrat, private organization uh, at your back, you don't have enough wind in your wings to get elected. If, on the other hand, you have an R in front of your name in certain states, then, hey, you can sail into power. And these parties, these non-government organizations, these private parties have literally destroyed the country and created a chasm between these two groups. Uh, and these two groups are destroying the nation literally together. Pat, Pat Buchanan called it the two wings of the same bird of prey. It's really one party, one agenda marching towards communism and socialism, jettisoning God Almighty, the author of our liberty, as they go. Doctor? There's so much to talk about, Sam. I, I look at uh, uh, how Tragedy and Hope, the Carol Quigley book, talked about the intent of those that were destroying the nation was to make the two parties so similar on the same direction and path that their trajectory would ultimately take the whole nation there. You can throw the bums out and keep the bums in. And that's exactly where we are right now. But but you look at the Marxist philosophy of divide and conquer and, and the acrimony, the conflict and everything, <clears throat> which causes different uh, uh, segments to break off and fight against the other until there's turmoil and ultimately destroying the good that's here. <clears throat> but let's just talk for just a moment about how government, it has been said, is not eloquence, it's not reason, it's force. And like fire, it's a dangerous servant and a fearful master. Well, we see this happening right now 
in our uh, in our government. This election is a prime example of that. And almost regardless of where you are in the country, what has happened is that the force of our agent is being imposed upon us to break one of the Ten Commandments. And we've talked on your show before about uh, a 1954 um, TV show called uh, The Answer. It's a David Niven thing. It's, it's, it's very interesting how you could really look to baseline principles you know, back then without having to be so woke and, and nibble around the edges, if anything. But, but at any rate, what happens is in, in that one is the world is facing an immense challenge. And without telling the whole story, you ought to go watch it. It takes you less than a half an hour to watch it. I think it's 26 minutes long. But at any rate, um, so the solution is called the answer. And when you put all of the, all in this little TV show, you put all of the issues into the formula and you crunch them all together, the answer comes down to the Ten Commandments, okay? And, and this is such baseline in order to maintain society. Well, the Eighth Commandment, and that brings me to what we're talking about here, I think, the Eighth Commandment is, thou shalt not steal. It's the briefest statement of it. And I'd say, oh, well, no, we can't steal. I can't go over to my neighbors and take his car, no matter how good my excuse is. But if your agent, the government, is empowered, quote, unquote, around it, it's hard to put air quotes around empowered when you're on the radio. When your agent, the government, is empowered to steal the means of your neighbor to do what the majority desires to have done, they have still stolen. Now, let stolen. me stop you there. Let me stop there to have reality offensive purpose of government, different from the offensive purpose of government, is the key to understanding here, because defensive says government doesn't have any authority to do what we don't have authority to do individually, uh, and therefore they shouldn't go offensive and take that authority unto themselves. It's a fundamental principle of understanding about self-government and the proper role of limited government based on chaining jurisdictions down with the Constitution, Doctor. Well, there's there's... Absolutely, and that is correct. Here's the deal. There is not one shred of authority within the United States Constitution to take from one and redistribute to another, regardless of how desirable, how empathetic, how sympathetic, how completely charitable this idea might be. God's plan is free will offerings. <clears throat> the force of government is not entered into it. Government removes and Dr. agency. Er, and Davy Crockett learned that lesson well when he learned from the farmer about not yours to give. Absolutely. So here what we we have done in this election across the board, across the entire United States, is is what the people have done is they have voted that their agent, the government, may now in most instances go out and steal the means of all across the board. Uh, we could take any number of examples of it. They can steal and redistribute the wealth to others, whether it's the when they do that by, by voting largesse from the Treasury, right? There's no question about that. And so, but it's, there isn't a constitutional authority to do that. Now, I, I'll admit there's, a, there's some constitutions over the years in the different states that have been modified to inf basically allow this miserable condition to exist. And, and but I'm going to say they've done that without authority, though. Well, true, because... The, the fact of the matter is the baseline of why government exists is identified very clearly 
in the Declaration of Independence. The purpose of government is to secure God-given rights, which includes life, liberty, and property. Property cannot be infringed by government. And, and we could talk about, well, if somebody murders, they can be put in jail. Their liberty can be taken from them. Sure, sure, sure. If they've done something. And by the way, Blackstone, we talked about this. It was last Monday, if I recall. We might have nibbled on it again on, on Friday when we were back on together. But we talked about Blackstone and his outline about how the basis of all law is how God has set his laws forth. And he talks in there about how murder is against God's law, nature's law, so therefore it should be against man's law. But if in, at any time any of man's laws, they're created falsely by those that are you know, usurping and assuming power, violate God's laws, they're in no force and effect anywhere because they're in violation of God's law. We could talk about marriage. We could talk about uh, killing babies or otherwise. Well, you know, it's, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not murder. Every yeah, one of these go back to the baseline Ten Commandments, Doctor. And if you, if you legalize, uh, and, and, and here's the deal, people are going to go out, they're going to violate moral laws in terms of, uh, you know, uh, intimacy, let's just say. Behavior, and, uh, sure. But, but the fact of the matter is, and, and Blackstone addressed that too in, in his marvelous commentaries, but the fact of the matter is you don't create law that sanctions the behavior that's immoral, okay? So people are going to go do that. But to create a law that say, hey, it's okay, it's okay. Prostitution's a great thing. Let's just do it. Okay, don't take that quote out of context, Sam. Okay, so, but the fact of the matter is you don't, you don't create law that sanctions violation of God's law. Now, again, people are going to violate God's law. But the fact of the matter is when you create but you don't law need to that sanctions... It. That's right. If you begin to sanction uh, improper, I mean, ungodly marriage, for example, or perverse family relationships or immoral behavior such as theft of your neighbor's uh, wealth in order to redistribute. Or modifying one's gender and betraying the male and female binary God Almighty created, sir. Absolutely. See, these things, uh, you say, oh, you've got to be, you've got to be tolerant. You've got to be caring. You've got to. You know, we, we can't find fault with these. You don't make laws that sanction the violation of God's law. People are going to go out and they're going to castrate themselves if they're going to. I mean, there are perverse people that do that. But the fact is that when you make it so that it's okay to do that based upon the law and you let the law protect uh, the, the stupid child that wants to do that from their parent that wants to pre prevent that, that's when we get so perverse. So we're sanctioning. Heaven help us, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Let's stand for what's right. Let's stand up in the culture war. Let's stand up for God, family, and country, and the protection of life, liberty, and property. We shall continue doing so in seconds with Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me, freedomsrisingsun.com. We're talking about the Ten Commandments. We're talking about Commandment 8, ladies and gentlemen. Thou shalt not steal. And we're talking about how it relates to these elections and the latest election cycles in which they've stolen much from us, ladies and gentlemen. And stealing doesn't only relate to property, Dr. Bradley. It can relate to understanding and fundamental truths. It can relate to a lot of things. If it's intentionally taken away or manipulated out of understanding, doctor. Well, let's take a combined viewpoint of what happened in the state of Utah with the Constitution that was written in the state of Utah in 1895. What happened was the the uh, requirement, one of the requirements the general government placed upon Utah if it was to become a state was that it would have a public education system. So what they do is they take money from everybody and they put it into an education system. Well, what could be wrong with that? Well, the fact of the matter is that uh, we've demonstrated for the last 125, 30 years that uh, the, the downside of that, what happens is that the system has become a leviathan. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars are currently spent every year in Utah by taking from everybody into a system that has now been captured with the humanist religion and basically it teaches a godless religion it's a faith-based belief system that uh, that says there ain't no divine god if we worship the wisdom of man and that wisdom of man is socialist in its basis so it is teaching false philosophies to the children that go through the system and it's not just k through 12 it goes it gets on steroids at the university level, but it teaches that to the children who then believe that it's okay to vote for uh, your agent, government, taking money from me so that we can go with your favorite program. But you're, you, and everybody has a favorite program. My program just happens to be Liberty and Proper Government. That's my favorite, but the fact of the matter is what everybody else is saying, oh, yeah, we need to buy more government land so we can have green space or we need to have some kind of new program for helping people get in housing or whatever 
Government is not the charitable organization that people would have you believe. It is not eloquence. It's not reason. It is force. And so it forces out of the hands of one individual their, their private property, their agency, and even their lives in some instances. And this is where thou shalt not steal comes in in my mind as well because you're taking these fundamental truths, these fundamental principles, and you are betraying them on the altar of something else. So yesteryear, Americans would be insulted for the idea that you're going to you know, the founding fathers would be insulted to the idea that you're going to force money for education or you're going to force money for the CHIP program of putting everybody on welfare or you're going to, whatever the case may be, the founders would be astonished at how willing we are to force at the end of a government gun the redistribution of wealth. And it's really gone. I mean, we even subsidize alcohol across the country. We subsidize all these things, transgender uh, manipulation, what they call gender-affirming surgeries they're literally destroying the body okay we, we're funding all these things same-sex marriage we're we're backing with our dollars and, and in these election cycles uh, we're doing the same thing we give money to the certain parties that um you know for elections now if you're a third party you can't garner near as, as, as much money as the in parties and so we've managed to do this at every level of our society even down to swimming pools doctor well, let's just take, for example, at the general government level, the national government, the federal government, whatever you want to call it. Uh, something over 60% of our entire budget is spent on redistribution of wealth. And, in, in, I mean, these so-called uh, entitlement programs that, uh, that all our money is going to. And, in fact, our entitlement programs is where basically all of our unfunded liabilities are the trillions upon trillions upon trillion, you know, 150 trillion, I don't know what the number is today, 150 trillion in unfunded liabilities where we've said, we've made commitments, we're going to spend this money. There's no revenue stream for this. It's going to come out of the hides of our children and grandchildren. But these are basically these, these uh, entitlement programs that there isn't a shred of constitutional authority for, as you, you know, whether it's a some kind of a welfare state where they redistribute the wealth they take from one, give to another, the um, health care programs, the, the food programs, you name it, whatever it is. Farmers that say, oh, yeah, we're hardworking farmers. We should be, yeah, everybody should respect us and everything. The crop rotation plans that are out there take money from everybody to pay the farmer not to farm. Everybody's feeding at the trough, and that's the problem is, I mean, when I've run for the Senate a couple of times and people would come to me, if, if I vote for you, what are you going to give me? I'm going to give you the opportunity to be And free. this is why I say <laughs> this understanding about thou shalt not steal has been stolen. We have justified so many ways to steal. People believe it's legitimate. And if I speak out against it, they say, Sam, you just don't understand the society we're in. I mean, your well, ideas might be good in a, in a Pollyanna idea, but they're just not real, Sam. Well, you know, your Pollyanna idea was what the the, the uh, absolute fundamental truth was in the beginning. And, but it's and been stolen this, from us. It has. You you have become an anomaly in society where you were nor in the past. It was a normal um, kind of a baseline principle that everybody held to, and now it's kind of like, oh no, we, <laughs> Sam. For the last eighty years, we've done it this way. That does not make it right. Adultery over many decades does not make adultery right. And the fact, I mean, theft, whatever, you pick any of those subjects that, that we could be talking about that are God's laws that are being violated, and they have been done for decades and decades, my entire lifetime. Most of what has 
has, has been taken away from us has been lost before I even got on the earth. And yet that Doctor, doesn't make it right. Let's talk about this, though. You know what? Over the weekend, we heard that the Democrats maintain control of the Senate. The Republicans may garner the House, but if they do, it'll be a very slim, razor-edge majority is what they call it. Uh, if at all, the Democrats might even capture the House still. Time will tell because you know, there's so much vote fraud and so much delay, we can't even get uh, vote count. So we don't really even know yet. But no matter what the outcome of this will be, I see nothing but a lame duck session followed by two years of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but but we're going to see uh, our nation. You think in the last two years it's moved to the left? You're going to see a greater move to the left than even in the last two years. If we're not very careful, it's because they're taking it as a mandate from the people, doctor. Well, what's the mandate? I mean, we're split. Socialism. Almost 100%. I, I, sure, but both parties are the ones that are. So, so who's to say? We all love socialism. Well, that's the way it's going to be spun. I don't care if you look at Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham. or I mean, there's some very, very, very rare members of the House or the Senate that we could say, well, maybe these guys are more right than wrong. But again, we need 100% conformance to their oath of office, and that oath of office does not allow what's going on to be done. It just simply does not. And there's a lot of people that are that are willing to roll over without a whimper and say, uh, let's see what we do in 2024. I think that, I mean, I just saw a survey this morning that indicates that neither Trump nor DeSantis are preferred. And it's like, huh? Well, who's going to be their big banner carrier in the future? I think Trump had a big part of his shine taken off in this last election. We talked about this Friday. But, but I think that there's got to be a reality check and say, no, we've got to restore the principles and quit looking at these larger-than-life characters, bombastic characters that... Yeah, we that only have one Savior is the point, Doctor, and that is Jesus Christ. <laughs> question. You got that right, and his principles need to be adhered to. And I know there's a lot of ignorance. It's willful, willful ignorance in many instances, but, but the people have got to start taking responsibility. We, the people, still have got to restore this. We can do it. We can. But if we have completely abandoned... Because we've got our favorite dog in the fight that will give us this little goodie box that we open up. We're, we're part of the problem. We are. We can. The question is, will we? And the problem is we want our favorite, you know, government programs or our favorite handouts or our favorite, uh, you know, give it to me or what are you going to give me kind of an idea. We also, though, have a fundamental loss of understanding. It's been stolen from us, this understanding about what government means, what government is, what government ought to be, and how we can hold it to that, et cetera. And I don't know if we have enough education anymore, Doctor. Well, we certainly do in the, the public education system. But the problem is so many people that are, uh, quote-unquote, homeschooling. I used to think homeschool was, was the glass great hope. It could be again. But uh, largely a lot of people have turned over their, quote-unquote, homeschooling effort to the state by saying, Oh, let's sign up, and the state will provide us online everything we need to know. I can go back to baking cookies or eating bonbons. I don't care what you do with your time, but start being responsible for raising the children God gave you. The Haiti entrusted you with one of the most priceless gifts that can be given. These sweet, delightful bundles of joy, if you will, that come into our lives from the eternal realm, and we end up 
handing them over to hirelings to educate, whether it's in your own home using the By the way, we system. hand them over to enemy hirelings, doctor. Let's be clear. Godless That's, enemy hirelings is what we're talking well, about. Well, there's good teachers. I mean, teachers that want to do good, but they're there they are, but they're, are, but they're still forced by the agenda to exactly. go along. Exactly. The the in other words, in spite of their efforts, uh, that that is the problem. Not because of, humans, in other words, the good teachers do the best they can given the circumstances, but they're chained down. They're prevented from doing the real job, and their efforts are worthy. Don't misunderstand me. Uh, but their efforts are, are, are on a uh, fool's errand banner, so to speak. The, you cannot stray from their lesson plan, which is the Humanist Manifestos 1, 2, and 3. If you haven't read them, they're little pamphlets. And if you can't read those and make the interpolation into the school system, you need to be reeducated in, in how you think about things. I mean, every single step of the way, it's undermining the basics of freedom, and, and we've talked about this before. Uh, Thomas Jefferson was worried about immigration destroying the nation because those that come in are not founded in our principles of liberty. The problem is we're not founding our children in the principles of liberty because we're not teaching in our homes those things, and it's got to be done. That was the whole basis of my, the, my book. I, I wanted it to go into homes for people to teach their children and listen to the lectures and be able to sit down and talk with their children and understand the baseline principles. And and we have largely abandoned that in favor of bread and circuses now in the nation. And that's so, why I'm highlighting that there's not enough education. There's plenty of education. Uh, what I'm saying is there's not enough education to restore the republic or preserve the nation. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm just saying we have waited too long, Doctor. We, we truly have, and, and that's that's a big part of the problem. Jefferson spoke up much about this, and he, he talked about the fact that, uh, you know, there really doesn't have to be a really high level. Uh, I mean, let me just give you a couple of uh, statements of him. Education is the true corrective of abuses of constitutional power. That's that's where we can fix this. Jefferson said that. So anyway, and I there's so many him. more we could cover. And I testify Christ lives, turning to God Almighty and proper education, understanding that we need to be self-governed, understanding that our founding fathers wanted a limited, proper role of constitutional government, ladies and gentlemen. That is the key. FreedomsRisingSun.com, LovingLiberty.net, God Save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 14th. 
in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we got a ton of work to come uh, or to, to do when it comes to restoring the republic. We talked about that last hour with Dr. Scott Bradley in detail. We talked about founding fathers warned against the two-party system. We talked about thou shalt not steal. We talked about the proper role of limited government based on jurisdictions, based on checks and balances, based on chaining down all bureaucrats and all professional do-gooders so they can't get control of the system. We've rejected a convention of the states. We've rejected parties. We've rejected these things that have destroyed our country big time. That was last hour. It'll be up after this hour. You can listen to it and share it with your friends widely. Incredible show with Dr. Scott Bradley. Going back to Saturday's show, we we had on Chris Carlson. He was with me. And Chris Carlton says, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for the freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Amen to that. And we talked about the red wave that never came. Yeah, they all blame Trump for the red wave failure. I don't believe it should be blamed on Trump exactly. Uh, but again, I always praise Trump when he does good, and I criticize Trump when he does bad, because it's not about Trump, it's about principles. And when Donald Trump starts criticizing Ron DeSantis, I think he's off his rails. Off his rocker doesn't make sense. Not that I think DeSantis is perfect, but he's better than most. That's for sure. And fractions uh, within conservatives is not helpful, especially on the heels of a red wave never materializing. It sounds just like everybody's whining and blaming somebody else, never taking personal responsibility. Anyway, we also talked about all this added to the delight of the mainstream press saying that, hey, endorsed by Trump is the kiss of death. Um, but understand, there's a big battle going on. They want to use these runoff elections, which I think they're criminal. The runoff elections are, um, look, in 97% of primary runoff elections or elections um, that are runoffs, look, less people vote in those. So what you might have is somebody who got more votes in the election, and then the runoff, and they get less votes, but they still could win. It's very, very manipulative and strange, to say the least, folks. Beware. Of that, with all the documentation of compel or of uh, mail-in vote fraud, why would the Democrats give up all that power? The answer is they wouldn't. We talked about Joel Skousen and his incredible World Affairs brief, where he says, "What this tells us is that someone is watching the results, holding a batch of Democratic ballots in reserve, and then injecting them into the final tally. Sometimes they do it early, sometimes they do it late, but they've learned now with these delays and everything else." to commit vote fraud and to do so a very, very, uh, well, let's just say this, without transparency, we'll just, we'll just deliver the information. You know, it's, it's going to be late, but we're going to get it all right. We're going to count your vote. We're going to, and all these ploys are the deception. The wrong people are promoting DeSantis. We highlighted that. You know, Ron is a pretty good guy in many ways. But look, along with blaming Donald Trump for the lack of a powerful red wave, why are the establishment clearly in the tank for Ron DeSantis. Is it just because they hate Trump? Or do they know something we don't know and they're backing DeSantis for reasons we don't know? I don't know the answer, but all I know is it never goes well when the mainstream press backs somebody when it comes to the principles of liberty. I can tell you that. Now, Chris Carlson had questions in the second hour. If elections have consequences, then what are those consequences? (laughs) Um, What happens when one sector of society 
rejoices when the Democrats are in charge. Another sector of society rejoices when the Republicans are in charge. But we get led down the same primrose path of deception. Chris Carlson also said, should the right to vote be handed out like candy? Remember, you used to have to be a property owner. Now you can be an illegal alien and still vote, right? It is disaster. Anyway, then we had William F. Jasper on the radio with us. And he is an investigative journalist, uh, well-known editor of the New American Magazine, newamerican.com. He talked about in his speech at the Red Pill, which I'll get into in a second, secret societies then and now. And we talked about the Great Reset. We talked about the World Economic Forum. Um, We talked uh, in detail about, A, they're changing the game. There's an article on the John Birch Society website called Stop the Reset. And we talked about all these things. Anyway, we finished up with Chris Carlson talking about this example of a resident of Bosnia during the civil war in Bosnia, or the Serbian war, I'm sorry. And he gives his account, and here's the guidance that he gave us for survival. You ready? Strength is in numbers. Even a man living alone will get killed and or robbed. It's a matter of time, even if he's armed. You just can't do it alone, folks. Their strength in numbers. He also talked about the most protected houses were looted first. And you would think that, no, they would have the strongest defense. Not often so. And they took those on because they felt like they could go to weaker pickings uh, later when they don't have as many resources, right? So they attacked the strongest houses, the most protected houses first. You need guns and ammo first, he said. Second is everything else. Why? Because if you have enough guns and ammo, you can always trade. But if you don't have guns and ammo, there will be no access to trade for you. He finished by saying hygiene is very important, and so is getting as much medication as possible, including antibiotics. Many people died from insufficient hygiene. Anyway, that's a recap of Saturday's show and the first hour today. Why do I bring that up? Because I was at the Red Pill Saturday, uh, and it was a great event. There wasn't near enough people there, though, folks. I don't know if they didn't have time to get the word out enough on this, but a lot of Utahns didn't really realize it was even happening. So it was a very small but very dedicated crowd. A lot of great speeches were given. A lot of great booths were there. Uh, I had a wonderful time. I enjoyed myself. I had the opportunity to broadcast live from there. I've got several interviews in the queue uh, that we'll be playing over the next several days from uh, that those interviews that I conducted. But uh, I had a lot of people interview me as well. I was on a bunch of different radio and TV shows uh, promoting the uh, Liberty Roundtable Live, promoting the CSPOA, uh, and talking about the different guests that I have on the radio, Lowell Nelson, Scott Bradley, many others. So it was just a tremendous time. I even had Bill Jasper interview me. The article uh, and the video should come out soon uh, where I'll be on The New American. So that's kind of great news. Uh, anyway, it was, a, it was a wonderful time had by all, but again, I'm just so sad. You know, you got 3 million people in Utah and not near enough of them uh, were able to get the wonderful knowledge and education. Uh, Not enough of them were able to rub shoulders with real patriots, uh, true movers and shakers. You know, G. Edward Griffin, one of the leaders of that uh, organization, and, um, you know, he's 90 years old now. He's doing well. He's sharp as a tack, and he's the one that puts on the Red Pill Expos. And, man, he brings a lot of education in. It's just tremendous. Uh, Anyway, with that, we'll bring uh, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, on the broadcast welcome sir well good to be with you sam thanks for having me on your show this morning 
thanks for your patience with my summary and all that. Uh, I want to make sure. I want to make sure that it kind of works out. Whatever you want to say. Well, there's so much going on right now. Um, there's so much going on right now. It seems it's just uh, hard to even put it all in perspective. What's going on? Yeah, right I do now. have a couple comments about your uh, your summary, Sam. I wanted to yeah, point please. out. Yeah, the um, you know this uh, red wave that never materialized. Uh, the the big networks they're making a lot of hay. I mean that's their talking point. Instead of talking about the win, for example, they're calling anybody who was supported by Trump was was a loser. Well, that's not true. Uh, there were over 200 campaign victories. I mean, two over 200 candidates supported by Trump who won. There were fewer than 20 supported by Trump that lost. Well, see, the the lamestream media is focusing on those uh, those some you know, 20 some odd races and saying, look. These guys all lost. Therefore, the people of America have rejected Trump and rejected his ideology. You know, his his uh, his the, the the make America great effort again, and and that they're simply ignoring the well over 200 candidates supported by Trump who won, right? And so this is a big lie being spread by the lamestream media today, and it's been going on for several days. It's been going on for nearly a week now. All they can talk about is, oh, this red wave that never materialized. But what they failed and what they're purposely omitting is the fact that over 200 Trump-supported candidates won their races. We're talking about, you know, gubernatorial as well as state legislative level races as well as congressional races. So we mustn't be disheartened by this media fanfare about this red wave that never materialized. They are, are omitting a very key part of the story, and that is that many of the Trump-supported candidates won their races uh, this past week. Now, that's my first point. My second point, Sam, is that um, is you know, in passing, you mentioned the, the fact that we have basically two factions in uh, you know, red and blue, basically here in America, and they get upset. They have a low-grade civil war every two years called elections. Which is, you know, we, you know, people get upset and say, oh, we need to get the Republicans in power. And then the Democrats get upset and they say, we need the Democrats in power. But what we really need, Sam, is true federalism. Federalism is where every state can be diverse and can, um, you know, take full responsibility for the domestic issues in, within their uh, uh, geographic boundaries and, and juris, political jurisdiction. It's okay for Idaho and Utah to be one way and California to be another. We don't need top-down, one-size-fits-all policy from Washington, D.C. being forced on the whole country. Sam? Amen to that. Hang tight. A whole lot more from Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media 
that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Doctor, or I'm sorry, Lowell Nelson's with me, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. And I want to highlight, Lowell, a few points you made. So I think they're spot on and critical to understand. Uh, let's be very clear. Um, first off, they want to blame all the losses on Trump. Just so you know, folks, Donald Trump was not on the ballot, okay? So Donald Trump didn't lose or win anything. You could say, well, Trump's back candidates didn't do very well. And I agree that they expected to take more than they got. I get it. But to suggest that there was no winners is an absolute lie. To suggest that it's all Donald's fault is an absolute lie. And to pretend that the Republican ideals are on the ropes is an outright lie. Now, I'm not backing Republicans 100%. There's some Republicans I like, some I don't like so well. Uh, But nevertheless, let's be very clear. Mike Lee was a huge win. Ron DeSantis was a huge win. Those are just a couple of the points we're making here, folks. Those are not small wins. Uh, And so let's be very clear about what we're talking about. Uh, Did the red wave materialize as well as we had hoped? No. Is it going to be a lot tougher? Uh, Yes, because now the Democrats control the Senate. But the truth is that how much vote fraud was there really? And that, I believe, is one of the critical questions we must not jettison. We must stand with. Let's separate the issue and say it isn't about Donald Trump. It's about conservative constitutional values. It's about those who will be elected, who will uphold their oaths of office. It's about the proper role of limited constitutional government. Let's not lose sight of what's important. Let's not pretend that our Savior, Donald, failed us. He's not our Savior, folks. Jesus Christ is. And it wasn't about Donald. He wasn't even on the ballot. You can say, well, he backed a bunch of candidates. Yeah, a lot of people backed candidates. Some won, some lost. But there's a whole lot more wins than they're admitting. And they're trying to engineer this to their advantage going into 24. Let's not let them succeed at that either, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But there's a lot of reasons for it, I think. Lack of education in the people uh, is part of the problem. Uh, But, Lowell, let's, let's kind of finish up there before we go into an incredible article that Ron Paul wrote. Uh, great point, Sam, every one of them. Uh, one of the reasons uh, DeSantis won so big in Florida, um, I believe, is that the, floor, uh, the, the, the election process in Florida is much better than in the rest of the, of the country. 
right? The, uh, in other words, they've made reforms you know, to their election process in Florida uh, such that they uh, are not allowing some of the, the corruption in to their system that other states have allowed into theirs, such as Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and, and, and uh, Nevada, and perhaps even in Arizona, where you know some a few tweaks have been made, but but not nearly to the extent that uh, has been made in Florida. So, on on one hand, you can attribute the you know uh, uh, DeSantis's win not only to the fact that he's very popular there because he fought back and pushed back against the lockdowns and the masking and the, the COVID clot shots and stuff like that, but also because the election law is much cleaner, more transparent, and better in Florida than in other states. So, um, you know, that's just, uh, you know, spot on. Yeah, Trump was, was not on the ballot, just like you said. And um, these other states are murkier because they have, you know, worse election law. Now, Utah is basically a red state. Um, and so you don't, it's not really a battleground state, so you don't see the corruption here. But I guarantee you, Sam, that if this were a battleground state, that we would see the, the corruption here because our election law is very lax here in Utah. We allow, well, we actually mandate mail-in ballots in our uh, state code. It's a shall. It's not a may. It's a shall. You know, elections shall be conducted by mail-in ballots. And that is a huge opening for corruption. Um, you know, in our state. So we have got to change, you know, Utah, and there's a bunch of us here in Utah that are working to change that, um, you know, legislative or by citizen initiative if necessary. But I'm just saying that that's one reason why, you know, some of these states are murky and some of them like Florida are clear cut because of the election process in stat that it's written into statute and legislatures in these various states, especially these battleground states, they need to take control of their election process, they need to tighten it up. They need to, you know, uh, prohibit mail-in voting, which is what uh, France did in 1975. Um, they don't, they don't allow it at all. Um, and you know, the, the the more, the sooner we clean things up here in our state, the better. Sam, thank you. Uh, I want to also highlight this. Um, you know, there's a lot of disparity between the states, uh, et cetera. But you know what? The red states have gone more red and the blue states have gone more blue. Uh, and I'm not here to talk about red and blue and parties necessarily. What's backing that division, though, is belief in and understanding of proper principles, self-government, the proper role of government. That's what's at stake. Uh, and I really think we need to kind of realize that. The divide, the chasm is growing ever wider, and I expect that to increase at an alarming rate, Lowell. I think you're right, Sam, uh, because the uh, you know there are some people who are just all in for red state policy. There are some people who are just all in for blue state policy, and the you know it's pretty rare for someone to change their ideology. I guess as they grow up and get older, they they tend to move from blue to red. But um, yeah, it, it's it's an increasing divide, and and the only way to live peacefully as a country is to allow. The red state policies to have their policies, and blue states to have their policy. You can't, you can't, you know, we cannot um, pursue a top-down, one-size-fits-all policy and try to impose that on all states in the union, and still have peace. And instead, we're we're getting this low-grade civil war every two years, 
I mentioned earlier, and that's just not healthy. We need to allow, you know, and, and we need to allow the states to, to uh, pursue their own policies. And what that means is that we need the general government to keep their nose out of domestic issues, such as, you know, um, education or uh, abortion or um, election uh, law, uh, family family law, and so forth. I mean, these are issues that are clearly domestic issues, and the states have uh, plenary authority to to decide them. And we need to allow the states that that liberty to do so. The states need to take back that that liberty. Actually, I mean, the, the general government has encroached upon their turf, and the states need to put up the barriers. And, you know, Madison says he wrecked the barriers, legislative barriers, and then states need to make these decisions themselves and ignore. Um, you know, cries from the general government that they need to do things differently. Sam? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Incredible commentary from Lowell Nelson. And you know what? Ron Paul has incredible commentary in his latest article as well that backs up the very points we're making. Lowell? He said, thank you. This uh, column is posted at ronpaulinstitute.org. In his column, he observes that, quote, once the voting is over and the smoke has cleared, not much changes. The Washington Uniparty takes over and makes sure the status quo is maintained. End of quote. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty true, uh, Sam. Regardless of the, of the results of the elections, not much is going to change in Washington, D.C. However, he says, it really doesn't have to be this way. The new incoming Congress could be different if they simply would be different. Uh, Ron Paul, so he then offers the following three suggestions. Number one, end the massive money spigot opened by the last Congress for Ukraine. By some estimates, some $60 billion have been authorized for Ukraine to fight a proxy war against, or I'm sorry, between the U.S. and NATO and Russia. A recent poll conducted by the Wall Street Journal, he says, showed that only 37% of Republicans support more USA to Ukraine. And, and by the way, Sam, in a previous um, uh, column and previous show, we've discussed what this aid to Ukraine means. And I guess any aid to any war-torn country really means it's uh, basically bailout money to the armament manufacturers. This money doesn't go to the country of Ukraine. It goes to armaments, to their armament manufacturers here in the States, the fat cats, you know, the cronies of the people in Congress, the people who are filling their campaign coffers with money, with the monetary donations, for, you know, ensuring their re-election, those are the companies who build weapons and planes and trains and, and tanks and, and so forth. Those are the companies that get most of this foreign aid. So when Congress passes a bill with money earmarked for Ukraine, most of that money goes to these cronies in the United States who build the, the weapons of war that then go to to Ukraine. So I just want to be clear about that. Um, you know, plus, Sam, on his first point, he, he makes this point. He says, ending the proxy war with Russia also reduces the likelihood of a global nuclear war. The more the proxy war escalates, the more likely nuclear war becomes. I think that's a very important first point. His second point, Sam, is that Republicans should defund the Department of Homeland Security. At the time this department was created, he said this 
on the House floor. And that's kind of a long quote. Maybe we ought to save this for after the break. But he is against the Department of Homeland Security, and he explains why. Sam? And so am I. We'll talk more in seconds with our dear friend, Lowell Nelson, in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Over the weekend, it's been determined Democrats will retain control of the Senate after Senator Catherine Cortez Masto won a tight race in Nevada over Republican Adam Laxalt, giving the party the 50 seats it needs for a majority. The senator shortly after the victory announcement. Like all of you, I'm a Nevadan, and I know what it takes to deliver for my home state. So when the national pundits said I couldn't win, I knew Nevada would prove them wrong. President Biden and Chinese leader Xi Jinping are meeting today at the site of the G20 summit in Bali, Indonesia. It will be the first in-person meeting between the two leaders since Biden took office. The White House announced topics will focus on how to manage rising competition between the two superpowers. Six people have died after two vintage military planes collided midair on Saturday afternoon and crashed in flames before a crowd of thousands who came to see them fly at a World War II air show in Dallas, Texas. The B-17 Flying Fortress bomber and a P-63 King Cobra fighter crashed in an area where no other people were hurt. Ukrainian authorities are working to restore electricity and water in Kyrgyzstan after Russia retreated from the city, leaving it without electricity, heat, water, or cell phone service. Ukrainian forces that swept through the port city over the weekend were greeted by jubilant crowds. NASA officials inspecting the Artemis I moon rocket say it appears to have made it through Hurricane Nicole mostly unscathed. Sensors at Pad 39B at Cape Canaveral, Florida, recorded peak winds, gusting up to 82 miles an hour during the storm. The goal of the Artemis project is to build a working base at the south pole of the moon by 2030. The unmanned mission is scheduled to launch Wednesday. USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Back with your lives, ladies and gentlemen, here on Liberty Roundtable. This is uh, Lowell Nelson with Sam Bushman. Uh, just before the break, I was talking about this uh, awesome column drafted by, written by Ron Paul and posted at the ronpaulinstitute.org. 
his second point, his second suggestion for the newly, you know, the new incoming Congress would be uh, to deban, well, defund the Department of Homeland Security. Because at the time this department was created, Ron Paul said the following on the floor of the U.S. House, quote, the list of dangerous and unconstitutional powers granted to the new Homeland Security Department is lengthy, warrantless searches, forced vaccinations of whole communities, federal neighborhood snitch programs, federal information databases, and a sinister new information awareness office at the Pentagon that uses military intelligence to spy on domestic citizens are just a few of the troubling aspects of the new legislation, end quote. Uh, that was it's a little day. shocking how much, uh, how far we have fallen and how much is related to some of these simple ideas, right, Lowell? It is shocking. I mean, and he warned us uh, right there as they were debating the bill that would actually make the Homeland Security Department a reality. And he warned the American people of, he warned Congress, his fellow co- colleagues in Congress, about what would happen. And these things have come true. I mean, we are, we are there now. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, he argued against it, but we are there now, unfortunately. Uh, his predictions have come to pass, and, and much more. We've even gone further than what he predicted, down the drain, so to speak, further down the drain. Uh, the promise was, you know, when they considered this legislation, was that the Department of Homeland Security would keep us safer. But, he says, quote, there is nothing that makes us less safe than the destruction of our Constitution, end of quote. Boy, that for sure is true. Um, the, 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 the more de- uh, we fail to follow our Constitution, the deeper down the drain we sink as a country. And, uh, and, and with it goes our liberties, our freedoms, and our, our rights, our prosperity. So we really have to have, we, we, we must halt this incredible drain uh, of, you know, the Constitution going down the drain. So the third point he brings out is, 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 uh, is a bill to audit the Fed. The U.S. House approved this bill about 10 years ago, but it died in the Senate. Why not open the books and be transparent? Inflation is out of control. Uh, we're defrauding the middle class of its wealth. And, and he says this. He says, quote, the Biden administration seems determined to lead us to a potentially life-ending war with Russia. The Department of Homeland Security has turned into a weapon mobilized against the American people and our Constitution, end of quote. Well, he finishes up his column. He writes, Congress could actually do something to fix these problems and thus make us more safe and more free. But, as is often the case with Ron Paul, he ends his, que- his column with a question. And his question is, but will they? Question mark. <laughs> that, that really is the question, Sam. Will Congress do anything to halt this, uh, this uh, salacious slide the answer is no for two reasons. Number one, you've got uh, deep state Republicans that are betrayers. The two parties are really like the left and the right wings of the same bird of prey. You've really got, as Ron Paul wisely call it, he says, once the voting is over, I know you said this, but I want to repeat this because it's really important. Once the voting is over, says Dr. Ron Paul, and the smoke is cleared, not much changes. The Washington Uniparty takes over and makes sure the status quo is maintained. That's really the deal there, uh, Lowell. And it's the deal because it's the leadership in Washington, D.C. that pulls the lead.
believers. It's not like we have 535 equal members back there. I mean, that's the way it should be, but it's not the way it actually is. You know, Thomas Massey blew the lid off of this, you know, a couple of years ago with his YouTube videos about what really happens back in Washington, D.C., about the patronage system at the new incoming congressman. They have to, if they want to be on a committee, they have to pony up the, you know, a, a bunch of money, $500,000 to be on a on a me, me, mediocre committee, a million dollars if they want to be on an important committee. And and so they're really subservient. There's a system of patronage back there. And if you, as long as you play the game, then you might have a voice. But if you don't play their game, you don't have a voice. And they the, the leadership holds things up. They don't allow things to come to the floor. They, they, uh, they shut you down. And, and so... It really is not um, a system of 535 people in Congress. It's a system of a few, just a small handful of leaders at the top that determine what gets heard in Congress. That's the leverage that the, the powers that be have over our Congress. Um, and it's sad but true. And um, that's why the general direction uh, in Washington, D.C. will not change. They might tweak a few things here and there, yes, but the general direction remains unaltered and uh, and so that's why things won't change much in congress sam ladies and gentlemen uh, look ron paul basically highlights this dr paul says three things we need to focus on and boy howdy is he right End the massive money spigot opened by the last congress for ukraine end it we don't need war and the potential of a literal nuclear war or whatever else has increased massively by this we have got to de-escalate and it starts with defunding this shut that down defund the department of homeland security if that is not one i don't know look the republicans created that folks let's be very clear so the likelihood of them turning around and getting rid of it is almost zero but that's what we need to do and the republicans made a grave mistake in putting that in place in the first place look how abusive it's become towards the citizens uh, especially like soccer mom being called terrorist because she goes down to the school board and says, hey, don't, don't, you know, transgender my child. And they say you're a terrorist kind of stuff. Look, Homeland, Homeland Security is absolute disaster. And it was pretty much put in place by and funded and continued by the Republicans, folks. The last one, pass a bill to audit the Fed. Uh, again, we need to work on that because if we, if we want honesty in society, it starts with honest uh, money. Uh, and you know what? There's an incredible ar- article in lewrockwell.com right now by Ryan McMakin uh, that highlights the very point we're making and tells us where solutions are, Lowell. Yes, he answered the question uh, that Ron Paul posed in his column about, you know, what uh, is, is Congress really going to do anything? And so Ryan answers, uh, basically explaining in his column, uh, he agrees with Ron, very little will change in Washington, D.C., but the, uh, the re- you know, the real answers are to be found in the states. Um, that's, uh, you know, he says this. Um, um, our, uh, if you just read down through it a little bit further. Um, yeah, all changes will be at the state and the local level. That's where the most meaningful changes will be. For example, and I'm, I'm, he didn't put this in his column, but I'm just citing this example. The Alpine School Board, which is, uh, one of the largest school districts in the state of Utah, for those of you in, out, in outlying states who are not familiar with Utah, the Alpine School District is one of the largest school boards in the state of Utah. They recently agreed 
to remove pornographic material from their school libraries. Well, that is certainly a step in the right direction. And, and so it, is that the most meaningful change? Well, it might be, you know, for the, for the it's students. It's certainly that, one of them for the youth, no doubt about it. <laughs> They're also working on reducing the size of that school district and possibly chopping it in half. So that where you had another school district, which I think, again, the closer the uh, bureaucrats are to the people, the better as well, though. Exactly, Sam. I hope that happens because the, the, more, the closer the government is to the people, the better the government will be. And so that's why the real change we need to focus on, folks, is, is you know, forget Congress. You know, we, we've done the very best we could. We try to get the very best people there. And we, there are a few freedom fighters there in Congress, and that's well and good. But and we're grateful for them, by the way. Oh, absolutely grateful for them. Glad that they are there fighting for liberty and, and telling the tale of freedom, just like Ron Paul labored for nearly 24 years in Congress, preaching the right, the right doctrine, the doctrine of liberty, the philosophy of liberty, whatever it is, telling the tale of liberty. And he did that for almost 24 years, folks, and we are so grateful to him for doing that. There are uh, you know, a handful, maybe two handfuls of freedom liberty-oriented uh, people in Congress. We're glad for them, and we'll continue to support them there. We need more of them there. But now that that election is over, the midterms are over, let's focus on the state. Let's focus on our locales, our communities, our school boards. That's where real change, meaningful change, is going to occur. And now, the Nullify Now uh, focus mm-hmm. from Tom Woods is really the key to this exercise in so many ways, Lowell. Oh, absolutely right, Sam. You know, COVID helped to illustrate the importance of state-level and county-level policy and also the divergence of policy among the various states. Yes, Sam, as you and I both know, states do have the authority to obstruct or to ignore federal policy. And we can get into that deeper right after this break, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Round. Liberty Roundtable, live on your internet radio. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's buckaroo calendar order online from rangemagazine.com loving liberty network salutes the spirit of the american west at rangemagazine.com 
Tobacco.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Lowell Nelson, Sam Bushman on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about where the solutions are found. You know, we've done all we can for the uh, general government, ladies and gentlemen, and sadly, there's too many socialists. The big states, such as New York, Illinois, California, <laughs> they've got so many electoral voters and so many, um, you know, electoral college voters. It's a, look, it's going to be very hard at that level to make any real fundamental change, especially with the Republicans and Democrats, really at the deep state level, the same party, folks. The answer is to go to the states. That's where we can make a lot of difference. The states, the real battle is within the states, says Ryan McMakin. He's spot on at lourockwell.com. Uh, and we're talking about this point that I'm making really about, uh, you know what, Nullify Now is one of the great keys that you started to respond to, Lowell. Nullify Now is the answer, and that's exactly what Madison explained in Federalist Number 46. He did not say we need to vote the bums out. He did not say we need to file lawsuits. What he said was uh, four things, the four keys to, to, no, uh, uh, to, to stopping the encroachment of, upon our liberties of a general government, of an overreaching general government. He says we nullify extra constitutional acts with citizen protests, gubernatorial complaints, refusing to cooperate with officers of the union, and erecting legislative barriers. Um, that's that's all in Federalist number 46 where he describes- And let's be careful. When we talk about protests, we're talking about you have the right to peacefully assemble, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. You have the right to your free speech. Let's go back to the five fundamentals uh, in the First Amendment. Let's not think that means riot because it doesn't. I know modern-day views make you believe that, but it's an absolute satanic lie, Lowell. Thank you for that clarification. Madison just calls it the disquietude of the people. <laughs> I'm the one that uh, said citizen uh, rally or citizen protest, but yeah, it's a rally. Yeah, and I, I just a... want to be very clear, though. You have every right to express your displeasure. You have every right mm. for a redress of grievance. You have every right to your free speech. You have, a, but you don't have the right to destroy others' property. You don't have the right to write. You don't have the right to fund uh, and, and, and commit violence. You don't have any of those rights, folks. That's a perversion based on communist agitators in the United States with an agenda to divide and conquer. Let's be very, very clear. All right, any well, final word on that, Lowell? Well put, Sam. In, in McBacon's, he puts it, in his words, he puts it this way, states uh, do have the ability to push back against federal policymakers. States can interfere with federal education policy. States can refuse to enforce federal gun laws, and many states have, by the way. States can make their own abortion policy, and that's, that's been happening as well. States can refuse to do what they're told by the general government. And that really is the key, folks. Be a fan of federalism. Federalism is a concept that states can be diverse. You can have different policy in one state than in another. And that's and, and then people can move, right? You can move from one state to another. If you don't like the policy of one state, you go to another. Um, and that is the magic of federalism. And that you know, if we if we fully embrace federalism, Sam, we wouldn't have these low grade civil wars 
every two years because we wouldn't be so worried about the general government imposing their policy upon the entire country. Sam? There you, ha- there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of work to do, and we need to know where to focus. We need to know what to spend our time on. And Lowell uh, and these incredible uh, articles that we're watching in lourockwell.com, uh, we're seeing these articles uh, in ronpaulinstitute.org, campaignforliberty.org. That's where we're seeing the solutions. Um, jbs.org, thenewamerican.com, uh, wnd.com, theepictimes.com. These people are not only bringing the truth to the table, but they're providing solutions and clear guidance of what we can do. An incredible whistleblower and a dear friend, Patrick Byrne, uh, attended the event in Branson, Missouri. Lowell was there. What an awesome uh, speech he gave. You know, Patrick Byrne, he is a whistleblower. Uh, If he wasn't a whistleblower before, he's definitely a whistleblower now because he blew the whistle long and loud for about an hour Saturday afternoon. He made a number of very bold statements information you rarely hear in public. He named names. He was like taking no prisoners. Uh, this was just bombshell after bombshell. And his his talk is, you can find it on Rumble. I'm not sure where else you can get it, but you can find it on Rumble. You just search for Patrick Byrne um, Branson, and uh, you can listen to the full hour. Uh, I'm just going to uh, hit a few of the highlights here, Sam, some of the tasty tidbits to whet your appetite. Um, uh, one of the things he said, he says he, that he uh, committed 10,000 years of felonies by public revealing what he did on stage at the event. He mentioned that, you know, in a little interview. And it's right only felonies because they swear you to secrecy whenever you work for the government or whatever else. It's not felonies. In fact, it's fidelity to the people and fidelity to the Constitution by his whistleblowing. It's felonies because of the way they manipulate the laws right now. But it's truth to the people and truth to power, Lowell. Absolutely right. He said this when he was talking to the host of a show called Flyover Country following his speech, quote, I'd pay 10 million bucks to be tried for sedition in a military court next week. If I'm convicted, hang me. If I'm lying about this stuff, hang me. With six witnesses, with 10 minutes each, I can prove what happened, and they're going to be hanging Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin, his own people, because these guys have betrayed their constitutional oath, as well as, of course, injecting them, violating the Nuremberg Convention by injecting non-FDA-approved vaccines. These guys are out of their mind. This is the last chance America gets to save itself, end of quote. I mean, that's, that's a powerful, I mean, name names. He named General Mark Milley. He named Lloyd Austin. He says, these are the guys that have betrayed their constitutional oath, and I can prove it in court. He says, bring it on. Put me on trial. And if, if, if in one day, a military court, if I'm convicted, then hang me. I mean, these are strong words. Uh, coming from Patrick Byrne, Sam. Amen but, to that. He also, though, points to the elections and doubles down with inside information as well, Doc, or uh, Lowell. Boy, he sure did. And that was the essence of his me- meeting with Donald Trump on, uh, I think it was a December 18th meeting, uh, where he was talking about uh, he snuck into the White House for a four-hour conversation with President Trump and with others. Rudy Giuliani was, was there in the room as well, and Rudy betrayed us, folks. After that meeting, I'll tell you why in a second. What they discussed was the, the Department of Homeland Security's warnings about um, the, the election hacking that was, was about to take place in 2020. We're talking about the general election of 2020. 
So they discussed the October 6th um, threat to the nation report from the DHS, which said on page nine, it talks all about the threat to the American election coming up. They discussed the October 22nd bulletin, talking about how the Iranians were trying to attack our system. They discussed the October 30 and November 3rd bulletin from the FBI and the DHS that put out a statement that the Iranians had in fact hacked the election systems in one state and that there were other nation states joining in the cyber attack um, um, on, on our election systems, right? And so these, these warnings came from the FBI and the DHS weeks before the general election actually happened. Now, on December 8th, they put out a report about the huge cyber escalation against the U.S., and also the, they discussed the December 16th report from CISA, C-I-S-A, that's the cyber, uh, cybersecurity uh, group there within the DHS. They announced that the solar wind's largest hack in history, right, 425 out of the 500 uh, of the top U.S. corporations were hacked using um, uh, a vulnerability in solar wind software all of the u.s government was hacked all of the military the cia the nsa the dhs the uh the cisa the, the cybersecurity folks and um patrick said this he said anyone who had a key to the solar wind hack had a key to every election machine in america that was running the serve you product which means they had unlimited administrative access to the databases and most of the databases, they were running SQL, which is a you know SQL Server, right? A tool that lets you change entries in the database. That's the connection that Sam just pointed out. The connection uh, that uh, basically Patrick was was telling uh, Darren Branson last week, telling the world what they discussed in that December 18th meeting with President Trump. They were not planning. Uh, you know, to, to, to grab all the electors from the various states and overturn the election. That's not what they were discussing. They were discussing actual election hacks that were reported by the FBI, the DHS, and by the cybersecurity team, and what to do about it. And now we come to the perfidy that, of, of, of Rudy Giuliani. Patrick and basically convinced uh, President Trump that they need to do a brief investigation. They need to do a brief investigation to actually to see whether the, the attack actually happened, and and Trump agreed to that after you know this, the four-hour meeting, and after Patrick left, Rudy Giuliani changed the president's mind. That's what uh, that, that that's what uh, Patrick uh, Byrne um, uh, talked about in his speech. It was, it was Rudy Giuliani that changed the president's mind. They talked him out of it after Patrick had did, had left the White House. And that's a sad, sad deal. But Rudy Giuliani, he's not a good guy, folks. As much as he promoted, you know, all of this election fraud with Sidney Powell and stuff. Yeah, was, we all know Trump's got a lot of bad guys surrounding him. And that's a lot of the problem with Trump. He has good instinct, but he surrounds himself with bad actors and it pays uh uh, it, you know, the pay dirt is what you see Donald Trump do, the fast track of, uh, you know, vaccines. The You know, we see this uh, and, and not getting into the election fraud like he should have. He did a lot of good by speaking out about it, but he hasn't done anything in terms of substantive change. Patrick basically said anyone who has a key to the solar winds, uh, you know, has the hack. If they've got ServU software, all these have been compromised. Finally, Patrick announced, sadly, that he's been diagnosed with cancerous tumors in his spine. 
And that's given him the courage because he's going to die anyway is the bottom line. That's what's given him the courage to speak out so boldly and challenge these people. And he says, hey, he'll prove it. What he wants is it to be televised, lol. That's his condition. He says, come get me, folks. Come, let's have a military tribunal last one day. I'll call six witnesses. I'll spend ten minutes each with them. Just give me one hour to make my defense, and uh, you'll end up hanging um, uh, Millie and, and that other fellow instead of me because they're the ones who are truly uh, guilty of this. And so, I mean, it was amazing. But you know the government will never do it, right? No, you, you know this will never happen. They'll leave them alone and let them die of uh, the cancerous tumors or whatever. Uh, and, I, and I pray that doesn't happen, but I, I'm just telling you. So, Patrick, in my opinion, uh, whatever you want to call it, deathbed whistleblower, so to speak. Uh, but what a hero, lol. And, and, and he's laying out the truths. Whether we can actually see Peter with these truths or not, uh, time will tell. But, again, I see oftentimes that, you know, we talk about this stuff, but yet the deep state never uh, seems to be forced to acquiesce or deal with the truth. Their cover-ups are too great. They have too much control of the media, I guess. Yes, and one more uh, plea from Patrick. He says, please send this uh, video to all of your friends. Because the mainstream media is not going to touch this, but we have to get this out, folks. If you're listening to this broadcast right now, please get a copy of his video. It's on Rumble, Patrick Byrne Branson. Uh, get a copy of, of, of this on Rumble and share it with your friends. Share it with everybody. This word needs to get out. We need to understand how deep the deep state is and what, what and, and, and the, uh, the terrible things that are being done by the deep state. Sam? Lowell Nelson with us, ladies and gentlemen. CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org, doing a phenomenal job. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. For Dr. Scott Bradley, for Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman, We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.